0: What's up, everybody? This is Jetpack Nick, and you're about to tune into the Hollow Talk podcast. I wanted to take a moment to thank you all for tuning in and showing your support. I hope you enjoy the episode you're about to listen to. Be sure to subscribe to the Hollow Talk podcast to stay updated with new episodes. Thank you, and we love you all. Welcome, everybody, to the Hollow Talk Podcast. This is Jetpack Nick, and I'm here with a very, very, very special guest. My guy, Jason Brown. Say what's up to the people. What up,
1: y'all? What's good? Thanks, Nick, for having me coming through. Definitely appreciate the time. Hoping we can uh, get a good recording out of this.
0: No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So first, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm tired. I've been up almost two days straight.
1: I just threw a, uh, an event in downtown L.A., so it went from Friday to Sunday nonstop, and it was a pretty much a, a, a downtown LA warehouse rave. Okay. Oh, oh, you had a rave? That's, yeah, that's that's how I that's that's a business that I have. Okay. Um, and a brand that I have. So I flew in the town for that, and about to fly back out to Atlanta.
0: Okay, okay. So I guess you kind of just jump right into it. So for the people yeah. who don't know who you are, <laughs> can you let them know who you are, what you're about, and what you do? Yeah, I basically am... I
1: consider myself an entrepreneur. I got so many hats. I run a uh, a rave brand and um I'm actually also a student. I should take I should I should add that too. Oh, oh, you're in but, school. Yeah, currently in school. Yeah. What you studying? Uh, I'm studying audio engineering. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's a it's quite interesting now that um artificial intelligence is taking over a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I mainly uh try and focus in the in
0: the um film and music world okay so this is all up my alley (laughs) okay hit me with it no so okay so like for the people who listen to the Howl talk podcast they know that i'm a super super duper music connoisseur and i also I, i also act too and i'm actually in a program uh to learn more about acting and um directing my own films okay yeah nice so we, we we up the same alley, my man. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but mm-hmm. please do t- tell me more about about everything that you got going on and all the stuff that you're involved in. Uh, well, um,
1: I sit on my family's foundation, the uh, James Brown Family Foundation. Oh yeah, the people we, the people didn't even know that. Let them know. Yeah, no, no, throwing it in there. Yeah. So, uh, uh, my mother started uh, a foundation in my grandfather's name and a school in his name called the james brown academy of music and i sit on the board of that okay uh we're planning a birthday tribute of his uh hosted by us the first one that we're doing is in atlanta um i'm working on that currently with my family uh outside of my events that i do i'm looking at doing another international one i've done um the Dominican Republic and we've done Colombia, and we're thinking about doing Brazil for the next one. So, uh, I pretty much take some of uh, my DJs from my rave brand and we go out and do like a mini tour or, um, I'll, I'll maybe like buy out a hotel or something like that. And we, you know, we book all the rooms and have a, and have a big rave pretty much for three days, but internationally. <laughs> yeah. Man, can, can I come? <laughs> hey, yeah anytime bro you can come through for the cali stuff you don't need your passport but if you got your passport you can come do that I, stuff too I,
0: I have my passport so right, i will be on go. the way
1: all right you're good to go
0: no that's what's up man yeah it's you know and and you know forgive me for not even leaving with that ladies and gentlemen this is james brown's grandson <laughs> you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have we have history on the hollow talk podcast and for like for the people who know like whenever i talk to different people um who do music or we i just talk about the top fives and all that james brown is always in my top three top two number one sometimes depending on that's beautiful and Mm -hmm. and and the reason being is because like for me like hip-hop is like my thing like i'm Mm -hmm. i'm a a student of music but especially hip-hop and samples is something that I got really, really enjoyed, you know, sample searching and all that type of stuff. And knowing that James Brown is the most sample artist in the history of hip hop, probably the history of music. I'm sure mm-hmm. like yeah. it's you know, he, he's always had like a, a special place for me because of the fact that his music is, is so entrenched in the culture that I find myself in and the culture that yeah. developed me into who I am like. Mm-hmm. Always got to pay respect to James Brown for sure. So, to have you on my platform and talking to you, like this is kind of like a full circle moment. And I'm not one to get emotional with that, like that, but <laughs> I always got to show love to the people that come on my platform because it's important for people to hear you, like hear your story or, or any of the other guests I bring on and mm-hmm. just to see how important it is to build this, this relationship and see how, you know wonderful people are honestly if if given the right opportunity to speak their truth and tell their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well hey man, I appreciate you uh giving me the time. I got
1: a lot to say or I think I think I got a lot of good insight for people um that are uh trying to find themselves or trying to figure out who they are regardless. It doesn't matter if you have a famous relative or not. You are important. You do have a purpose and you're going to play your part in the position of the world. Period.
0: Absolutely. So I'm glad you brought that up. So I'm actually curious to know. So knowing that your grandfather is James Brown, right? Like, how have you been able to etch your own name as Jason Brown and kind of separate it from your grandfather?
1: Uh, Well, uh, I do have my own, like, for example, electronic music rave brand. Right. And that's kind of like my rock and roll, my own rock and roll um i I started it during the pandemic, okay and yeah, I was throwing parties during the pandemic didn't didn't really uh agree with all of the government um and c d c and what was really being put right. out and uh, my friend has uh forty acres up in Lancaster, so back at that time you were uh doing parties with or you were you were doing these six feet rule things, yeah and uh with 40 acres you got a lot of six feet so we continued <laughs> doing what we do we were out away from people but there was a big uh need for uh parties at that time and mm-hmm. you would consider that all underground and uh that's what i did and i kind of took advantage of it and it, it actually worked out for me and it's been a steady business for me ever since the pandemic
0: Okay, all right. So tell me more about raves, because me personally, I've never been to a rave. I've been to regular parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. like, what's the difference, you would say, between a rave versus a regular party?
1: That's a good question. Um,
0: in my opinion now, a lot of
1: days, raves just are regular parties. Okay. It's kind of the same. But I, I technically would... Uh, attribute that to the type of music that's being played and then how long you're going
2: okay
1: um what can in my opinion consider it a rave uh it doesn't really fully matter what type of music but generally that's what um people want to attribute the electronic sound is is rave music but i think um it's funny because you can do a, an all uh reggae festival and they call it a festival Right. Right. So when it comes to electronic music, it's in its own lane. They call it
0: a rave. Okay. So so at, at least from what I'm hearing, like they all just have like it's it's like the same thing, but just with different names. Same thing, different name, different people, but yeah, consider it a mini
1: festival. Um, versus a party. A party should could last just six hours, but like right. I said, my, my rave just went from Friday to Sunday nonstop. <laughs> so you have days. to you have to have an edge or you have to bring something that's a, that's diagonal or a
0: little bit different to the table. I got you. Okay. So, so in order you, to make it a rave. Oh no, for sure. So like you being in this space, like what, like what do you do to differentiate yourself from other rave DJs? Uh,
1: you know, I try to stay sober. Um, <laughs> that's different. You know, that's
0: a, that's a big one.
1: <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my, my birthday is actually on April 20th. So, okay. I, I I resemble more of the Ross safari in life than anything mm-hmm. else in regards to that. But, um, I, uh, I would say being a little bit more sober than everybody else. Um, I'm slowing down on the drinking since I had a son and I see well, he's starting to crawl man. now. Yeah. Thank you. He's seven. Months. He's starting to crawl now. So, um, yeah, the, uh, the overall situation situation on that is I'm just growing now that I have a son and trying to mature and hopefully. Uh, and I think. Uh, picking up kind of where I left off the uh, the difference doesn't really matter. The music, it it usually gets attributed to that, but it's more about the type of people um, and how long the party goes for that separates a, a rave in my opinion versus just a regular party
0: yeah see for me i don't know if i can party for two whole days <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know i mean i like like honestly like how do you even party for two whole days like what does that even look well, like I, you don't
1: you technically you don't like i said i stay sober a lot of times i work the door so i okay. handle cash and don't get me wrong i used to start off you know get lit when I was throwing events. I used to get as drunk as everybody, but you, you ultimately learn it's a business right. and you learn more about mistakes. Um, you learn by trust issues or you, you let you delegate certain jobs to people mm-hmm. um, and they may not perform how you may have wanted it. And especially in regards to money, right. Or yeah, money yeah, handling. Sure. So I usually stay up so that I can work the door. Um, and I try not to get too lit while I'm just sitting there chilling, waiting for people to come in and out. Um, but you have to, because you're dealing with people. They're trying to mm-hmm. trying to lie to you. Oh, I'm connected to this person, or negotiate. And it's like, yo, bro, we spent a lot on this venue. <laughs> let's just, you know, pay up, and we'll, we'll we'll be good to go. You get your wristband, you'll get in. You get you. You don't have to lie. Let's just let's have a good time. So a lot of times you're dealing with money. And it's and it's a negotiation
0: every time someone steps to the door. Yeah, I, I should. I can only imagine like a rave being millions of people basically.
2: Like, uh, I'm like not, one of the not, biggest I'm not festivals EDC ever. Yet,
0: but uh, look, look at what I do
1: as a very like a mini, mini Burning Man.
0: Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Now, see, because like, because like I said, I'm only going based off of like what I've seen on TV or like I've seen on social media and stuff like that and like the stuff I'll be saying be like Mosh Pits and all types of crazy shit. And right. For me, i that that ain't the way I party, so Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I'm not a Mosh Pitter either.
1: I usually like uh variations of house music. Yeah. Um, and some drum and bass. And uh but my crowd, they may like it. And I don't judge, you know, if 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 they're paying to come in then for sure. then Hopefully, they're having a good time and, you know, the music's satisfying, really. Okay.
0: So, outside of that, do you play any other instruments or, like, in, or in, into no, any don't. other I instrumentation? Just, I just DJ. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. How long have you been DJing? Since 20,
1: 2014, I think. I was about 24 mm-hmm. when I started. 23, 24.
0: Okay. And getting into but I'm DJing. 32 now. Oh, okay. Shout out to, yeah. the, to, to the old head, man. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Hey, OG man. Sometimes people <laughs> don't make it to see thirties. No, that's a for fact, sure. man. For sure, and that's definitely a blessing, man. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying. For sure. Okay, so, 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 how did you get into DJing? I
1: was actually
0: working on Get On Up. Really, which was
1: my granddad's movie. Yeah, and uh, I worked with Chadwick Boseman, Mick Shout Jagger, and, like Boseman. everybody that was on that film. I was there for it, and I got inspired to pick up some type of music and take it a bit more serious and um classical instrumentation is a little bit more on the boring side for me. So DJing you can you can throw any vibe in from anywhere and kind of make it all work. And that kind of compasses a bit more of who I am as an artist, I think.
0: Okay. So all right, so are we are not we're not about to just go past what you just said. You said okay, work on get on up. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So for me, this is one of my favorite biopics of all time. This shouts really? out to shouts out to Chadwick Boseman. I, I I actually I actually just put my mom onto the movie because she said she okay. never seen it. So I, I was okay. actually uh putting her onto the film. But uh yeah, that's that that's one of the greatest biopics of all time to me because Chadwick Boseman really just like he he really became James Brown. It was the greatest shit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you worked on it though. And what capacity yeah. did you work on get on that?
1: I was like the whole movie consultant on it. I I was actually it was actually my first movie, although I went to college for film production. Uh, Where'd you go? It, I went to SCAD, Really? Savannah College of Art and Design. Yeah, I'm oh, 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 I'm 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 all I'm all ears. Okay, and, uh, and um, that was that was hey Mister Virgin, how you doing? That was a uh, really my first and only movie. Um, and because I kind of got the best of both worlds when I, when I worked on my first movie, which was my mm-hmm. grandfather's movie. Right. So, uh, it was, it, it wasn't a piece of cake. You know, they, I would say that the film production kind of treated me just like, you know, one of the stars, if not really, cause I was really a production assistant mm-hmm. and I was, I always stayed humble, but, um, it wasn't the normal, working on set experience. I still had a few cookie cutter rights here and there. And uh, it was fun for the most part. You know, it was very surreal because you're playing, you're, you're working on a movie about your family and uh, certain parts of real life have to be cut out in order to make it all work. And certain parts have to be added in to make it work. So um, a lot of, uh, positive things about my grandfather and family have a lot of negative things too that kind of gelled in mm-hmm. that you as a grandchild have to work with when other professionals are working with it trying to make a whole movie
2: is
1: right. uh, an experience for me you know so i'm torn and not in bad ways but in uh, learning ways of how to communicate with business people about things that are personal to me but then i'm speaking to my family and letting them know what's happening and try not to tell them to take certain things personal. Uh, we're making a movie. It's just art. There's a lot of subjective things that are going to be in the movie Mm -hmm. that aren't going to be in the movie. And so it's a, it was a learning process in general, uh, because, you know, it was my first movie, but at the same time, it showed me what Hollywood, uh, was built on. And it's really built on somewhat of a classist system. Oh. And uh, I learned, you know, I don't want to work hard anymore, even if that was my granddad's movie. That'll probably be my last movie. Really, when yes. I, went, I went to film school and after I did my granddad's movie, I didn't want to work on film anymore. That was like the peak of what I what I wanted to do. Even if I worked on a Star Wars movie, I would have probably stopped after I did my own granddad's movie. Mm. You know, so that was a that was a thing to me after the movie was over. I kind of peaked out working on film production. Um and then went into the music thing.
0: Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay, so being that you like feel like you you I don't even want to say peak cuz that's like that's not the 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 right terminology I want to use per se, okay. but you you basically reached like the pinnacle of what you wanted to do. On the first one, right? Because not too many people get an opportunity to do that, like in any medium for that matter. Yeah, you know, let, let alone film it. But like, it—it's so many stories to be told, and probably I'm probably like I'm pretty sure it's like so many more stories to be told about you, like about your grandfather that you could possibly be a part of that you know that get on up may not have touched on. So, right. if if those stories are presented to you, or that's something that you might want to tell at some point later on in life. Is that something that you see yourself getting into and trying? Yeah, I have a I have a cartoon that I'm developing where
1: um, I turn my grandfather into a superhero and he goes um, he's got a magical cape, which was true because he had a cape routine. (laughs) Right. And he he's got a a private jet with a time machine in it. So um, he's able to go in the past and in the future and make history or the future funky again whether you knew it or not James Brown has something to do with it and uh, that's pretty much the premise of the cartoons so uh, that's coming and it'll take some years to come out but that's in development believe it or not and uh, not that it's in greenlit development Mm. but I'm in the process of trying to shop it, sell it, pitch it, put it together and do again one of those pinnacle things that after I do it, I might not want to do it again. It's like, all right, well, I sold a cartoon idea that I had of my granddad. Now, what's next? I want to do some James Brown merch, or I want to do some James Brown costumes and mm-hmm. put them out during Halloween. Uh, I don't, I don't care. James Brown shoe line, a wig line, it doesn't <laughs> matter.
0: <laughs> no, that so do
1: that's it, that's that's my goal is to. I would like to be a part of my granddad's legacy and putting mm-hmm. out his products. But for myself, um, whatever that product may be, it kind of peaks up for me and I'm ready to move on to a whole other thing. But do it and learn
0: through the history, history and legacy of my granddad. Right. Okay. so so like outside of like just working on any projects related to your grandfather, like is there any other stories that you would want to tell or like any concepts that you would want to bring to life, whether that's in cartoon form or in film form? Yeah, there's a lot of little things. Uh, For
1: example, you mentioned how granddaddy's the most simple musician in the world. Yes. And that's not just hip-hop, that's music in general. Uh, Hip-hop is music, Mm -hmm. as though some people may not want to admit to that. But um, it's kind of like how streams are, are clicks and plays. Right. You know, back then, nobody was ever counting how many times you press play on your cd player mm-hmm. but a, technically a stream is kind of doing that you know now that no one sells cd players anymore and you don't walk around with an unmonitored uh device that says hey you click this at this time and listen to it for how long but anyway it goes it kind of goes back to that you know you're doing something that uh that is rare but could always build um and never really go away some stories I don't know. I got to be honest to say that I'm trying to save him from my cartoon. But there are stories like that of who my grandfather influenced and how they influenced them. And then you kind of do a deep dive. So not a lot of people know this, but one legend sampling another legend. Bob Marley actually redid Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. And he has his own version of Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. And I didn't know this.
0: I, I until, didn't know this until right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this until I met two of Bob's sons. Um, I met Damian Marley, and I met Stephen Marley. Um, I the both of them. Yeah, yeah. And so I meet Damian at the Sunset Marquee. We connect, and whenever I'm in Miami, I link up with um, him and his brother. We go mm-hmm. over to Steve's house, and we just we jam out in the studio, and I play some of my granddad's stems, right? Um And then they play the song, which is pretty much Bob Marley's Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud version. And I was kind of blown away. So things like that I would like to put in the cartoon. But to mainly show who my granddad was to the new generation. Because um, uh, people in your 30s and up really know who James Brown is. But people in your 25s and younger perhaps may not know who he is or the accomplishments or the importance of him. So that's something that I think is my job that I have to kind of reel back into the world and make happen.
0: No, well, see, see, because I'm 25, right? So, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the average like in like early mid 20s music lover. Like, like I'm like really, really, really old school when it comes to the stuff that I like, and I don't, I don't mind going back and back in time to like learn about the history of music because. Like just like anything in the world, everything is recycled in some form or fashion. So I like Good. to know where the, the the inception of something started, and then how it transformed into what you know we listen to today, or what we watch today, or the the, the right. movements and the and just the, the the cultural quirks, if you will. Right. You know. So so for me, like just hearing stuff like that, and and you even bringing up the idea of like you know you want to be able to tell stories that 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 can relate to the 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 younger generation to you know show the accomplishments and show the influence of james brown or 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 the the people that he influenced and then they they influenced the next generation so on and so forth like right i also feel like i I hold the spot to be able to help drive that point too by bringing you on the hollow talk podcast and you know, having you tell these stories and and, and share these wonderful things. And, you know, we'll get into, you know, some of the stories that you might want to tell about your granddad or some Mm -hmm. of the stories that you might know other people have told about your favorite stories or whatever. But like I said, I I hold a, a really important part in the culture as well, because I know a lot of mediums and a lot of form like forums and formats don't really hold, you know, the culture close like they should or like they say that they do. And me being one of those people who are, who's really, really entrenched in the culture and is really a part of the people. And I stand 10 toes down with it. I think it's important for me to not only shed my knowledge on what I know about the culture, but also bring in people who are a part of that culture as well and have made a really, really big impact on the culture that has set the world up for what it is now. That's beautiful. Yeah, man, you know,
1: uh, we as black people, are culture, absolutely. And, uh, a lot of times, um, it it can get lost in his his story or translation, mm-hmm. and we we got to remember a lot of times that we are black inventors. We are inven- we are invention. You know, so don't, um, uh, or I won't say don't, but try not to forget the sources and show homage, um, and uh, show that nothing really is new under the sun. It's just got another name and another system. Yeah. So I commend you for that. And I definitely feel that because, uh, you know, when people talk about real music, they talk about James Brown. They mm-hmm. talk about the influence of what he's done and how he changed uh, the the processing of modern music going from the two and the four to the one and the three. So yeah. things like that <laughs> are are things that what I would want the younger under, the younger generation to understand because uh, if if they didn't know that we probably would, or not that they didn't know, but if music didn't change that way, we wouldn't listen to it the way that
0: we do now. That's a fact. Yeah, that is a hundred percent fact. Because like like when I was in middle school and high school, like I I I um I was a drummer, so. You know going through the process of just like going through history and you know like seeing who the, the, the dopest drummers was art blakeys and you know shouts out to Clyde stubblefield and Clyde, Clyde. Was, Clyde was like the one for me you know hearing funky drummer for the first time I'm like right what the fuck is happening <laughs> right. and you know and, and then like going through the process of learning like oh like this is like the most sample drum break ever like that's probably the most sample piece of music ever right right so like so just knowing like oh like this is this is like something that's historic and something i could learn from like i can't tell you how many times i've practiced fucking drummer like on a drum set right. when i was in school so like, like- so like i said like for me personally like this is a, a personal full circle moment for me and like like I've talked to a lot of people, but like this is some next level type shit. Like I'm talking to the literal grandson of, of probably the most important musician in the history of music. So okay, like, hey, bro, so, so so like you know, I made it basically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, hey, don't don't consider me a
1: step of making it. Consider it. You know, we're looking at each other eye to eye, whether that's whether that's um, digital or if you're standing right here or if you just. You're, you're a prompt tele, tele, teleportion or teleporter mm-hmm. from Star Wars and you just pop up in a screen and holograph right here. We're still on the same plane. We're still on Earth. We're still trying to make it to um, a higher uh, thought process, mm-hmm. consciousness and be at a level of peace and no more violence. And hopefully uh, the true history and realism of music helps mankind as it does today to get right on that better page of like peace and love Mm. and that's, you know, uh, human growth in general. You know, music to this day has really controlled the minds of people, which is Mm. what my cartoon is about. Hence,
2: the name,
1: hence the name of it would be the Godfather of Souls with an S. Mm. Yeah, Mm. so since James Brown is the most sampled artist, um, he's touched a lot of people. Of course. And so that's why he's called the godfather of souls in the cartoon.
0: No, and and it's actually important that you even brought that up, too, because like for me, like music is the most understood language. Like there's like you you can literally go to any place on Earth and play music and people will rap it or sing it word for word and don't even speak the language. Right. Right. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's 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 just it's just the universal language. And for people to understand how important music is, like the process of making it, putting it out, promotion of it, all that becomes more in, in, intrinsic, if you will, as far as like the the idea of what you want to put out and how you wanna put your soul and effort into it instead of just making some, you know, microwave bullshit. You know it. And uh, you know, a
1: lot of times people call stuff microwave, but Look what Soldier Boy did. A lot of that right, was considered right. way. Even even what my grandfather was doing, uh, jazz was the leading sound at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, funk and soul was you know was considered the devil's music um, right. because you're really using gospel uh, music to create love songs and love hence on sex, um, the opposite of that is violence. Mm-hmm. And so we've we've kind of been turned this way as far as black people, um, as far as African people, we've kind of been uh, shifted or we've been colonized, or we've been whitewashed. And really our, our most heartfelt music isn't being put out, it's our most uh, profitable music that's being mm-hmm. put
2: out.
0: Which which in turn puts out our own traumatic music. It's, it's, been, it's been a lot of and profits so, off of traumatic experiences. Right, and so
1: music isn't the same way. Music is not on the right fre- the same frequency that it mm-hmm. used to be. Right, and it's touching us in different ways, where it used to touch us to, you know. Another inside of my cartoon, Granddaddy is 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 dealing with the man, mm-hmm. the man like from the sixties yeah. and seventies. And so they're trying to uh keep my grandfather um infiltrated with a lot of women uh or trying to get him to make a whole lot of soul and love songs so that the world can populate and have a whole lot of people to set up an army for a huge galactic war right <laughs> but Wait till the cartoon is out. I'm dropping a lot of gems. In, no, as far for sure. We're going to take
0: a little break. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a fact because we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come right back with more of the Holotop podcast and we can keep dropping gems. I appreciate you, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Holotop podcast with Jetpack Nick and my God, Jason Brown. Yo, yo. All right. So before we, you know, took our break, we was talking, you know, more about your cartoon and everything. And for me personally, I'm really excited for that because, you know, that's something I always wanted to do, too. Like I said, I, I act as well. So, you know, I've I did a film before. I've done theater. I haven't done cartoons and voice acting yet. So I want to do okay, something well, like hey, that. <laughs> man, send, me, send me a demo of a few voices and we can make it happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? i am saying want I I w I wanna I wanna play one of the historical figures that James Brown says. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. Yo. Send me some voices. Let's see if we can make it all work. No nah, I got you. So uh, you know, earlier in the in the episode we was talking about SCAD, you know, you you had uh did some studying at SCAD. Uh what was your degree in the SCAD? Film production. Okay. So with film production, right? Like how do you see yourself making more of an impact? in film like do you want to do you want to act do you want to just work behind the scenes like what do you want to do if i worked in film it
1: would have to be behind the scenes i'm not in front of the person (laughs) in front of the camera person uh so currently i'm not working on uh classical film production Mm -hmm. style i'm I'm interested in animation although that's kind of that's still kind of classical film production style when you think about it but modern animation
0: okay all right you know because and, and, and the reason i'm asking this is because like like i said I, I didn't go to school specifically for like acting or film or anything like that like i think i, I went to school for business like, i got my degree in business but like i always did like did like the electives or i did like the clubs you know drama club you know theater things of that nature and like i mentioned earlier i'm in a program where i'm learning more about acting and more about directing so you know i I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to gain some knowledge from somebody who's been a part of, you know, a, a major film such so as Get on Up.
1: Well, uh well, film production is one of those things where it's if you're what type of person are you? Do you like to work long hours? Do you mind being indoors or outdoors? Do you like being outdoors? Uh, you like standing on your feet? You like dealing <laughs> with a lot of you like dealing with a lot of personalities? Um, but then again, the good side is do you like you like learning new systems you like uh meeting a lot of new people um do you like uh building stuff um there goes there's a lot of building when it comes to uh production um just you like you like coordinating there's so much uh managerial things that go on with film production and then there's the there's actually the the artistic acting side where you're right. Um, when you're when you're putting the art pieces to it, but it's mainly
0: business. Yeah. Okay. And 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 you being you you've been around like some of the greatest actors of our time, you know, a la Chadwick Boseman and stuff like that. So like how how have you been around you know people of of that quality of of acting skills and not be interested in actor I'm curious to know that.
1: Uh, personally, I got a scar on my lip, right here. So. I'm a little self-conscious about being in front of the camera, and I I I, I think I'm ugly. So <laughs> no, that's, man. That, that's enough. No. That's enough to. That's enough to get somebody out of their comfort zone. Um, I've done the acting class too, and I think I think it's fun to act and to kind of just play along, right? Yeah. Everybody's an actor at some point, you know. When, sure. when your crush walks in, you're acting, you know. Uh, so that's that's what i would describe acting when when i was directing films and if you want to get in the film and you're starting off the best thing to do is student films Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: it it's not it's not a huge list of actors that want to get on and uh you're you're easier to get a role and you're easier it's easier for you to get a lot more roles so um yeah it's like that you know i i uh uh, I kind of forgot what I was saying. What was I saying about um
0: <laughs> No, you 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 were saying to get into films like you should start yeah, off so like with a student the role. There's there's just so many ways of doing it, either gonna
1: be in front of the camera or behind. Mm-hmm. There's more ways getting in behind, but yeah. in front, there's lots of ways too. And it all depends on what level you want to get to. You want to get to the Hollywood, you wanna get to Nollywood, you wanna get to Stream World, or you wanna, you know, you wanna do blockbuster
0: or what? Uh is, is this a rhetorical question?
1: well uh yeah like what what type of what type of the business do you want to get into when it comes to the art of film production uh
0: me personally uh i, I think i i think i want to reach the highest levels i could possibly reach you know i i don't, I don't think i get into anything like to to, to do it to a, a lower level than the, the highest level possible like we all want to reach the pinnacle for the most part in some form of fashion so uh, to answer that question, I would say reach, reach the top.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, hey, my dude, I'm going to be honest with you. If you want to reach the top in acting, all you got to do is build a portfolio. And the more people will keep calling you and calling you, If are you going to be known as Nick Holloman with the podcast or Nick Holloman with the with the acting career?
0: Uh, I mean, see, you know, and I, I've, I've thought a lot about this question, actually, honestly. Because
1: the world is based on what people know you as. Yeah. That's yeah. how you. That's how you grow, right? If you stay consistent with something, people like, "Oh, that's Nick from the podcast."
0: Yeah, right. So, uh, I'm, I'm gonna actually try to answer this question. So, I think I I, I just want I want to be I want to be known as a, a creator, like not one specific thing, because I'm not one specific thing when it comes to the creative arts. Like I said, I I do the podcast, uh, act. I'm um, currently working on being able to direct films um I, I do i do some work on the music side whether that's that that's on the microphone or off the microphone it's a way to talk about that we could talk about that too if you would like <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yeah so i got, i do a lot of different things like like in in that space and even outside of that space as well so uh and i'm a a, a jack of all trades i you hear wanna. you but let's let's be straight up it's
1: hard to get noticed for all of it. That's true. Right, like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's shit. But it's easy to transition when you're known for something. Yeah. Like, rapper, actor. Mm-hmm, I see. You, you know,
0: see, this is, this is good information for the people. <laughs> someone's like,
1: oh, I'm a, you know, they're, they're a famous rapper. Well, hey, let's put them in a movie. We need them for the numbers, so mm-hmm. now you're an actor. Yeah, you know but my point is that you got to be known for one thing and then all the other stuff kind of grows from that
0: yeah that's a good point i mean I, i think i think at the moment now like the podcast is probably what i'm what i'm most known for as far as like creatively because like the the movie that i did um Uh, a little while ago it hasn't come out yet so people don't know me as an actor quite just yet unless you've been on set with me or like you had that experience in that space with me before but like to the to the average person they don't know me as an actor quite just yet until the film comes out. Um, right but everybody has seen me or has heard me you know on the podcast before on the How it's All podcast or any other podcast that I have worked on uh, previously. So I, I think that's the driving force behind everything and then with the platform of the podcast then I can introduce everybody else to all of the other things that I do as a creative. Mm-hmm. So yeah I, I guess podcaster at the moment would be the driving mm-hmm. force of my of, of my creative name if you will <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 that'll do it and it's all got to
1: branch off from something that people can stick with and relate you to and and then it's like oh well yeah let's if he can do that let's try him with this if he can do that let's try him with this and it just all grows
0: and 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 not for nothing too i i do think that a lot of uh my my desire to to grow as a creative comes from these conversations that I had with all of my guests or just uh people in these spaces like you know talking to you like who would have like ever thought that I would be talking to James Brown's grandson like the one <laughs> and only Jason Brown you feel me and, mm-hmm. and and really be you know talking about some real life stuff like you know just things that, that that you've experienced that not too many people have the opportunity to hear about or learn about and we're doing this on my platform like we right. could have done this shit anywhere. Like we could have just right. met and met in the street and talked on the street and nobody would have ever heard this conversation other than me, other than me and you. But right. we're doing this on the Hollow Talk Podcast. Jet yes, and Talk. Jason Brown, man. Hey, hey, <laughs> Hollow
1: Talk, we here and thank you for having me, Nick, man. It's 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 been good so far. Let's keep it
0: going. No, for sure, man. You know, so I'm 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 actually you know curious to know, and I think that this is like the the part of every podcast that people like to hear about. So you know, being that James Brown is your grandfather, I'm pretty sure there's so many different amazing, wonderful, fun stories that is is you know that that people have about him. So the first question I have is, what's some of the the most memorable or fun stories that you could tell about your grandfather? And the second question is, what are some of the most fun and entertaining stories that other people? Tell about your grandfather that you know?
1: Uh well, for me, um thinking back when granddaddy was alive, it was always good to be around him because he held the room
2: mm-hmm.
1: and everyone shut up. Nobody said a word. Uh it was always hard to understand granddaddy when he spoke because his voice was so <laughs> battered and broken up. But the more you hung around him, the more you understood how how country he was and then he didn't mean anything by it. It's just that uh, he's trying to get his point across to Mm -hmm. you in any way possible. Uh, But, um, you know, I think uh, being around my grandfather, I really understood what. uh, The Hollywood mentality is like or what it's like to be around a leader Mm -hmm. when people follow along um, out of respect or out of the business or just out of love, you know, all of which are, are different business, respect, and love. I wouldn't put in the same jar, you know, I would like to keep them separate. And I think that, uh, I've kind of learned a little bit of those three things importantly through my grandfather, either being around him or being related to him.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. And, you know, and that's actually interesting too, because that's something that I don't think a lot of people really, really understand or even have the, the, the presence to know a lot about when it comes to, you know, being in these circles and seeing the different things and seeing how that world moves. If you're not a part of that world, going into that world that can be a completely different experience and you can get swallowed up very, very easy. If you don't know the angles, you don't know the ins and outs, you don't know what to look for. And, and being able to maintain your individualism and who you are as a person being in that crazy world. Is is something that not too many people do, but when you do, you know, come across those people, you know, you you hold on to them for their life. And to to that point, is, is there like any people that you've met in that space that 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 have maintained that that level of of realness, if you will? Yeah, realness. You know,
1: it realness is a very piercing bullet in what I consider Hollywood industry mm-hmm. or media industry. Um, You can be in the media industry, but not be in the Hollywood industry. Right. Right. And it may have its levels, but people usually have their own egos or they have their own perceptions of themselves or how they want to be perceived. And I think Hollywood generally plays along with it,
0: Mm. Um, whether you
1: agree with certain things or the way certain people live or how they go about life or what they may have said or done in life that doesn't matter. You know, what matters is at the time, if you're going to involve yourself with this person, are you, uh, are you trying to come up off of them? Are you trying to be yourself around them no matter what, or are you going to, uh, are you going to work the job and just not take it so serious? Or are you going to you know try and take that and become yourself? So I think a lot of what we're talking about has to do with, you know, uh, like you said, the people that you come across. Mm-hmm. Um, I've come across some real legit people. I mean, I've met some big celebrities. I've met, I've met some of the biggest celebrities to the lowest celebrities. I say, you know, uh, a low lower celebrity as just and in fame and population, you know, mm-hmm. popularity, right? But uh, I got to really know some actors and musicians when I worked on Get On Up. When I worked right. on my granddad's movie. Uh, I got to really know Chadwick. Uh, I was getting to know Nelson Ellis.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, rest
1: in peace to him. Yes, yes. Um, rest in peace to both of them. Yes, to both of them. As a matter of fact, and it's that's unfortunate that I said just to one of them because I I, I think Chadwick became a bigger popularity famous celebrity He's and huge he man kind of lives a little bit. He lives a little bit longer, based yeah. off of that. You know, not to say, not to take any way anything from Nelson uh i just think that uh that's just the world we live in yeah. you know and so you want to no matter what how big they are you want to always be around legit people people that are going to respond to your texts or calls right when right you're not <laughs> now i'm not trying to say you should be annoying people or hitting people up when you have nothing to offer you know always bring something to the table so that you can have a relationship with somebody but um shout out to some of my people that don't some of my famous people that don't have to text you back because they got all these people hitting them up but I have always I've always been cool with Craig Robinson shout out to Craig um, Robinson for sure yeah I always been cool with him um and he worked on get on up yeah, which is does. something that that I always take to heart uh you know i uh, not not that i've met this person on that set but if you know flex alexander yeah, uh, yeah one of the most humble guys that's a celebrity that i've ever met for sure um he and i we've had some some time where uh i was showing him some ropes when it came to djing mm-hmm. you know so when you <laughs> have real moments with people you realize that it's not about the camera lights action. It's, you know, Hey, this is a business and I'm a real person too. treat me like such. I'll treat you like such. And when we get around each other, when it's time to be at, in, in the corporate office, it's the same thing just like being in front of industry people. Right. You know, you got to put on for looking nice. Just like you go home and put on your nice clothes before you step out and go to church. Mm-hmm. It's the same type of thing. But, Sometimes the church says, "Hey, come as you are," and that's kind of the type of person I am. I would rather you be who you are, no matter what. Not change up when you get around industry people or Hollywood people, actors, musicians, things like that. Just always be who you are, and a lot of times you'll reflect the same type of person, whether they are famous or not.
0: Yeah, you know, and and I like I do think that that's something that like I've I've began to understand, especially doing the podcast and talking to so many different people from so many different backgrounds, so many different levels of status or celebrity, if you will. like I've always led with the 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 i've I've always led with the sense of this is who I am. like in any room yes. that I step foot in any conversation I had with anybody, like i've 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 never been naive to the fact that everybody has something to teach you. You can learn from everyone. It, it as far as anything like it doesn't have to be like about, you know, film or music or whatever we're talking about now. And it could just be about some real life shit. And, 100%. And and you know being that that's something that I I definitely definitely try to make known from the time that we start talking to, you know, the 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 journey of our friendship or whatever the case may be, like I I never want you to be like, damn, like I'm 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 unsure like how how Nick feels like I like I'm I don't know if, if he if he fucked with me today. Like, no, I fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Like always and forever. Just don't do no weird shit. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, I mean,
1: you I that sounds like you're you have a perception of
0: uh I trust you, you're a good person until you show me otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So so but but like let me ask this question so being that that's like like a thing that some people do right sometimes you can get burned by that though right and being in you know certain types of circles you have no room to get burned by anyone so, so oh okay oh, i'm sorry well that's called i would
1: i would consider that labeling okay you know cuz once like uh, like for example Kanye West says something bad and then mm-hmm. everyone labels him as whatever right you no, when are you, when a lot of times you're listening to somebody else's perception and you should do your own research and get your own vibes from somebody to see who they really are, you know? Um, and you ever heard this, the saying that we're really three people, three or four people, like the person at sometimes we're a different person when we get around people mm-hmm. and then we get around, we're, we're a different person when we get around our family and friends and then we're a different person when we when we're alone, right? When we're just it's just us in the mirror,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or it's just us laying down in bed. So it's just uh, overall, you got to decide what type of person you're gonna be, and utilize all of these uh, steps it takes to get to the best person of you.
0: So, so do you feel like you've reached that level at at the point of of life that you're at right now? Being, being no, 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 no. Okay. I,
1: I think that. I think that where I am in life, there's always more development as anybody, you know, I just had a son, he's seven months old and that's always going to be developing. And there's always a sacrifice. There's always something that's bigger than you. You know, there's always something that's bigger than you. Um, So I think there's, uh, there's always time to make things right, but um, we, we got to do what we can to make the right choices and be around the right people. But that that usually that usually means being around the right people. nothing can nobody can really do something alone. you know, we gotta be we gotta include, show love, and usually, like I said, love wins, so yeah. if we can do that we'll we'll generally find the answers to our questions
0: you know, and i'm I'm happy that you actually even mentioned that or brought that up that you know you can't do anything alone because the the perception or the idea that you know, like. No, nobody helped me when I, you know, when, when I was coming up and, you know, you know, you know how, like, people, you know, always tell that, that lie. <laughs> right. Like, like, I, you know, I get it. Like, like most of the stuff that we do, like, you know, like it, it comes from an idea that we had or like, you know, us being the ones that got to get up out the bed and, you know, do our thing every, you know, every day or whatever. But the reality of it is there's so many people that supported us throughout the journey. There's so many people that, you know, wished us well, prayed for us, like in in any way that, you know, you can help somebody, like we've been helped in, in some form or fashion. And I always want to take a moment to always thank my guests, always thank, you know, my team, always thank the listeners and the supporters, you know, for, for, for supporting me, you know, each and every week, you know, each and every season supporting my guests and everything and seeing how, that appreciation goes a very, very, very long way. Whereas saying, man, I, I did this on my own. I got I got Jason Brown to come on the podcast on my own. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that one, that's not true. And two, that's not that, that that's not something that I could ever just completely take credit for. Now, yeah, it is me by myself right now talking to you having this wonderful in-depth dope ass conversation.
2: <laughs> but
0: right. you know, I always got a shout out to the people that helped me get to this point because I could have stopped season one. But why would I do that when I got people that that really benefit from these conversations? And and I also have so many people that support me by, one, coming on the podcast to talk to me and, two, pressing the button to listen to these conversations. Right. Yeah. You it's always a
1: give or take of energy. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, hey, you give me something just to make sure you're legit. Oh, all right. I'm going to give you this, too, just to make sure I'm legit. And it's always a a tug of war or ping pong, if you will. You know, but so long as people can do this, be themselves, tell the truth as much as you can, generally the best, the best things
0: get done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said earlier in the, in the episode, like this is, a, this is a moment like in history, like this is a moment in time. Like we can always look back and be like, yo, like we've had this conversation. This is, 100%. you know, so, and, and, and not for nothing, like I, I don't, I don't expect this to be the last time I talked to you. Like we, we building bro. Like, you know, yes. like we, we, we building a friendship and I definitely, you know, would, would love to talk to you again, whether it's on the, like, on the Hot Talk podcast or just, you know, in, in regular life, you know, come to one of the raves or whatever, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I gotta come show love as as you've shown love to me by coming on my platform and talking to me and you know, expressing some of the things that you may not talk about, you know, with, with family, let alone, you know, with somebody you just talking to for the first time. So, for that, i truly Truly, truly appreciate you, and I'm thankful and blessed to you know have you be a part of my journey. Yeah, yeah, definitely appreciate it, my dude. Oh uh, yeah, man. So, so real quick, man. Um, we we talked about a lot of different things, and you know, we we, we talked about the, the the legacy of the the great and comparable James Brown, man. But I, I want I want to know a little bit more about what you got going on and, and what your plans look like as far as. Uh, what you got going on? Which your, your businesses, which your music, and which your, uh, with, with your cartoon and, and may possibly upcoming films.
1: You know, ultimately, my goal is to uh, expand my my granddad's legacy to a younger generation. Uh, so, however, I can do that, um, I'll I'll make a job or I'll make a project. If if I don't get anything out of it, I'll my goal was to just spread the the, um, the knowledge of him and his accomplishments uh, so I, I could be satisfied. Outside of that, you know, I look to be a good father, you know, and no matter what that uh, um, means coming forward, whatever I have to do to show love to my son or uh, other situations, give more attention to things, to be a better provider, Is where i am now so um i think uh bettering myself always learning traveling uh getting new trades so that no one can tell you something false or no one can uh overcharge you simply you know that's what is happening around the world everywhere there's always an overchargement Mm -hmm. or there's always a facade of what is real and people are feeding you or selling you something else that is Technically not exactly, but once you get it, you're supposed to get that perception. However, I wanna, I want to uh, be known for just facilitating honesty, truth, realism, love, and I think that music is one of those good ways to do so. Uh, film definitely more a deceptive type of media. Absolutely. And people for example, believe what they see on TV, mm-hmm. even if it's true or not. To be like, hey, did you see the movie? And like, <laughs> people in the movie industry are like, the movie really like, I worked on that movie and that shit was some bullshit, you know? So <laughs> uh, it, it can, the the world can go either way. I think it's best for people to do their own research, get their own perception on stuff, Regardless of what is put out there, um, try and get the best loving perception. And you'll generally, you know, get the outcomes that you want, with whether it's with people or art, mm-hmm. your job. You've got to be real about the situation. And you'll, for the most part, be on the same page with all real
0: uh, the other real people in, involving. Okay, so... So, so even just talking about that, right? Like, I, I, I kind of want to go back to to get on up for a second, if, if okay. we can do that, right? So, like you said, you like you said earlier, you you worked pretty hands on with with the the making of the film, right? Yeah. Okay. So, let's say you were the director, or or you was the lead man making the entire film. What would you had done differently with get on up if you were making it? Uh, believe it or not, I wouldn't have picked Chad to be
1: really. Jake Brown. Yeah. Uh, even though what? he did a great job. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and he was a he was a he was a great person, and he's highly talented and had an an astounding worth at work ethic. Um,
0: who would you have chosen?
1: I would have chosen someone more life size, for one, because mm-hmm. Chadwick was like six three. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my granddad was. Five four really he was that little <laughs> yeah so that.
0: um
1: that would have been I, I probably would have at the time I probably would have said somebody like uh Don Cheadle or Kevin Hart even somebody Kevin really Hart. short wow who, who was really short like him and uh yeah you know I would have gone with something like that because I saw facial facial expressions were kind of making the same mm-hmm. and um uh just I just I want people to see James Brown when they do that film or when they watch that movie. I personally feel like um people saw Chadwick playing James Brown mm-hmm. do a good job, but they didn't see James Brown because my granddad was way more complicated than that. So um being real and making things as real as possible is kind of like my my sauce. 'Cause I like to I like to be as real and straightforward, direct, sometimes too bluntly direct. But um yeah, I like I like I like for example, I like documentaries more.
0: Right. So when it
1: came to get on up, there was a lot of uh Hollywood things happening mm-hmm. as far as playing along with, you know, stroking egos for certain people on set, but even they did that for me because I was the grandson of so, um, but it was still, you know, it was still a learning experience. I'll, I'll drop this gem on you just so you know. Uh, Universal or nobody in production uh, initially paid for me to come out and work on the film. Really? I had to go out there myself. Yeah, I flew, I flew out there, uh, myself, me and my cousin, and we stayed in a motel. We didn't even stay in a, a nice hotel. Right. So, just to give you an understanding of no matter who you are, you still got to show up and show that you're capable and then be known for something. And then people will start to gravitate. So, even when it came to get on up, I had to prove that I was worthy of working on set Mm -hmm. all this time. I wasn't going to be a disruptive person. Um, I do feel like I had some uh, given privileges that uh, other um, people on set might might have gotten fired for or um, gotten in trouble for. But since I was a grandson of, I, I was privy to some things. But that only showed me where people really were in my life mm-hmm. you know, and how they viewed you um, and how they view your people. Right. So, um, you know, a lot of it is is uh it's just a ping system of, hey, you're this person. Oh, I'm that person. You're, you're doing that. Oh, I don't do that. But you're going to go that way. Oh, all right. I'll go this way. Cool. Well, hey, it was nice to meet you. Be safe. But no, no ill problems. But I'm just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, so life in general to me and the things that I learned from that are you know, don't get too attached to things that aren't really yours. You know, really try and develop yourself. That's which is why I started picking up DJing Mm -hmm. while I'm getting up because I feel like, man, you know, I should learn some music. I should be able to express myself in another way rather than film production. Right. And uh, that one of those things has become
0: very healing for me as well. Okay. I listen, man, I'm 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 happy that that you were able to come out of that experience, gaining knowledge and and being able to, but become more of who you wanted to become from that point up until this point now. I think that that's something that's that that's very important that you took those lessons and was able to become better because of that. Um, yeah. Uh, you you kind of answered my question that i had for you already which was like like what was like the 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 one thing that that you learned from that experience or like like what was like a piece of advice that 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 helped you uh you know just just move forward through life you know better than you did then but you you kind of answered that already so. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: no lie man i would say that you know don't take shit too personal yeah it's it's all life is really all business yeah and um whether that's a business on money emotions or perception some people gotta in some people gotta put down or invest what they believe in but so long as we do what's right we generally you know end up in the in the best situation if we if we choose love over hate
0: we generally end up where we want to be that's a fact. All right. So we we got a few minutes left, but I'm gonna get you <laughs> out of here, man. Uh before you go, uh, you know, this is customary to the Hot Talk Podcast. If you could provide the people with three gems that they could take away from this conversation, please do.
1: Yo, one, uh seek the realest people in your circle and try and surround yourself with people who don't just play along. And uh I know we're talking about Hollywood. Find, mm-hmm. find the people around you that aren't just going to be Hollywood around you. are just around you because of one minute thing. Next is be known for something, right? If you want to do something, go out there, do it. And uh, try and try and be the best, whatever that may be. And communicate with people as in the most professional level so that whenever they see you, they see you for what you're known for and then the other possibilities of you growing from that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you can be a podcast, a professional podcast uh, interviewer mm-hmm. turned actor. Once you interview the right director or interview the right actor, but you got to be known for something and then you'll give the, you'll be given a shot for something else.
2: Right.
1: Uh, another gym. Say my third one would yeah, be, it's the um, third one. Oh, I, I'll say it. I, I said it before I'll say it again. Choose love over over hate or um, over, over violence or mm-hmm. over um, manipulation. Uh, you know, sometimes people think, oh, I'm not hating on you if I don't physically do anything to you. Mm-hmm. No, when you think about your brothers, your sisters, especially for our black people, we need each other. You know, so don't be in competition with your brother. Love your brother, bring them up and don't expect somebody to bring you up. You know, try and be humble, but never forget the people that did bring you up and that always were real with you. And that always taught you something because uh, those are the people and those are the moments that really matter. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to these gems, hold on to it, lock it up, put it in a pocket. Don't forget that it's 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 love. It's being real, and it's co- you know connecting yourself with the right people that pretty much
0: put you where you want to be. All right. Well, y'all heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, from the man himself, Mr. Jason Brown. My man, I want to thank you so much, bro. So, so much for coming on the Hollow Talk podcast and talking with me. You know, like I said, I I I, I would definitely could have talked to you for way, way longer. But I, I know you got, you know, you got pressed up a little bit. You was out there partying hey, for two thank whole you, days, man. man. <laughs> but you know what, bro? Sad. I appreciate
1: you, Nick. I'm a talker, too great podcast i could go for days but
0: you know oh, I'm a you, have you, brought, back you got your system that that you brought me into you brought me into this world for sure. and i'm just thankful for that no absolutely and you know as always i want to thank the Howl Talk podcast listeners and supporters for supporting us through and through uh appreciate y'all man jason i appreciate you bro you know it's all love on this side from me to you I'm saying shouts out to you for just being dope, man. And, and showing me love brother. Thank you, bro. Thank you. (laughs) So, so before we like officially wrap, is there anything you want to shout out, drop your socials as well too. So people know where to find you. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks to Tavares for connecting
1: us. Yep. Shouts out to TV. Uh, behind the scenes stuff. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh, the people that don't always get shouted out, but we wouldn't be connected if it wasn't for Tavares. Absolutely. Um, Shout out to him. And, uh, you know what? That's really it. I, I think I think I want to keep it geared to right. how we got connected so that it all kind of relates and, people, you know, whatever I said doesn't mm-hmm. get too much lost in translation. But, you know, hopefully we can hopefully we can connect again. Absolutely. do Another
0: podcast and some time when things develop and grow in general. All right, well, listen, bro. I'm, I'm gonna talk to you when we get off record. Like this, this is about to end, so I'm gonna say peace out now. Thank you again, bro. I appreciate you. It's like, like I said, it's all love from me to you. Shouts out to TV for connecting us, and shouts out to the hotel podcast listeners and supporters for supporting us through and through. Peace and love, y'all. talk. peace. Peace. Hey everybody, this is Jetpack Nick and you just listened to another episode of the Hollow Talk podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, topic ideas, or you yourself would like to be a guest on the Hollow Talk podcast, you can reach us at our email, thehollowtalkpodcast at gmail.com and across all social media platforms at the Hollow Talk podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and remember to make your mark in a world designed to inspire the dreamers.